Oh, oh, oh. Finds the bottle. Barclay puts it up. Does it count? It does. Thank you, Donald. Tonight's matchup on the solar panel, Espo versus the Solar Fox versus Carmel Thunder. Hello and welcome everybody into the midweek Stimmy edition of the solar panel. I'm your host, Greg Esposito. Ahoy hoy. Glad to have you with us and plenty to talk about in this midweek episode as it was the trade deadline. But before we get to it, I want to say hello to the man, the myth, the legend, the silver fox, Dave King. How are you? Hey, hey, hey. What a fun day. <laughs> he's only a man, a myth, and a legend because of, uh, you know, his own he's just been around for so long. And then <laughs> the man from from beneath me, the Carmel Thunder from down under. The man it from book. <laughs> It is Saul Bookman. How are you, Saul? F you, Espo. F you. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Look at that. You don't have to use a spare jar. Hey, right? so. I'm getting creative with my cursing now, so here we go. And welcome to all of you, the Flaming Ballers, whether you're listening on the podcast or watching on the live stream via YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. We appreciate you guys the most because without you... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, David's oh, 25 today. And it didn't Thank even last much. 10 seconds into the stream before somebody <laughs> said, it's all over, man. <laughs> oh, it's over, wow. man. <laughs> all right. Well, then I guess we don't, uh, I guess we don't have to do the show. Good night, everybody. No, uh, no. Look, okay. You may think it was a rough day because the Suns did, you know, if you were looking for him to do something, this is what you got out of it. <laughs> Absolutely nothing, but that's okay. Honestly, I just, I don't think it's that big of a deal that they did not make a trade at the deadline today. Now, I don't know if that's how the group feels here. And we'll ask, obviously, Dave and Saul about that. But to me, it's all right that they, they didn't need to make a major move. They're second in the West. Yes, you can overreact to a loss to Orlando on Wednesday night and, and maybe to the Minnesota loss last week but they still are second in the west they've played very well and they have a very deep team but uh let's start with you dave were you upset that they didn't make a move at the deadline <clears throat> no actually i'm not i mean really i know you guys are going to probably come back at me for this but i really didn't think the suns needed to make a trade uh you're second in the west you've got one of the deepest teams in the league you don't even have you don't even have playing time for Frank lately. So you really need another big man. You need another big man for like the, every 10th game when Dario is bad and Aiton is in foul trouble. None of these big men are going to want to play every 10th game. Yeah, I would have liked to have uh, upgraded Frank a little bit. I would have liked to have upgraded. You know what I was going to say last week? I would have liked to have upgraded Abdel Nader, but they kind of did with Tory Craig already. They did a pre, you know, we did a we did a live show last week about this. So, I think we're mad because we want to be the team that wins everything. And winning games isn't you also have to win the trade deadline. You got to win the press conference, you got to win the draft, you got to win win win. I get it. But you don't have to win. James has proven James Jones the GM of the Suns has proven in the last 2 years it's okay to lose uh, to not be the winner at everything I'll still beat your ass when the games come. He has lost almost every transaction almost every draft day to the skeptics. He has lost almost every free agency to the skeptics. The only thing that even the Chris Paul trade was questioned when it happened. And yet we've got a team 
that is second best in the West 18 months after they were second worst in the West. So maybe we should give James a little bit of credit for the roster he built and not tell him he has to keep upgrading it again and again and again. Uh, Saul, what do you think? F your feelings is what I think. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> yeah, no, I, cool. I, uh, I, no, not, not you, Dave. I mean, like <laughs> this need for constant validation in terms of what, what you need to do as an organization. I just, what, what, <clears throat> what did you want to give up? Okay. And, and let's, let's talk about a couple things. Two things. Number one, you had to give up something if you wanted to get something back that was, you know, that was deemed uh, a big enough mood move to make a difference in the Western Conference. To, in my estimation, there wasn't one player that was moved that changed the landscape of the West or the East. There just wasn't. Aaron Gordon's good. Sure. Victor Oladipo, he's good. Kyle Lowry would have been good. Kyle Lowry going to the Lakers would have been a super problem for sure, but he didn't go to the Lakers. Mm -hmm. And if he went to the Heat, I feel like that would have just been like, okay, whatever. <laughs> So uh, it is just you would have had to give up something, and you got five core pieces right now. Yeah. You have CP3, Booker, Mikel, Cam, and DA. Do you want to give up any one of those five for an Aaron Gordon? No. Would you want to give up any one of those five for maybe Vucevic? Mm, probably not. No. So what are we talking about here? Because because the alternative isn't going to be nobody's going to want to take you know a. Uh, 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 2027 pick and you know uh, whoever we drafted six years ago like no, nobody wants Frank Kaminsky and Abdul Nader in a freaking trade like that's not going to happen so this idea that yeah. we missed the boat on something because other teams made moves it's exactly like somebody said on Twitter it's like when your kids get a toy automatically the other kids want a toy too and that's exactly what happened today and mm -hmm. people just freaked out there was no moves to be made. The best option for this team is going to be the buyout market. Look, I do not disagree in, in, in principle, but I, I do agree in the fact that this team still needs to find some additional depth. I just don't think it was going to happen at the trade deadline well, based on who moved. Depth. You they need more big man guys depth. Tonight. You need more power forward. Frank has barely center. played the last 10 games. I think I think you need another defensive big man to help out Aiden if he gets in foul trouble in the playoffs because Sarge yeah, and Kaminsky, because Sarge and Kaminsky are not going to do the job. Look, and JaVel McGee might have fit that mold. No. And maybe Lamarcus Aldridge will. I don't know. No, but Lamarcus Aldridge has never been a defensive big man. He's look, a better will, option than what you have in-house. Look, we will get into the buyout market here in a second. Okay. I think for me. <laughs> What the disappointment in this is, is the window is open, right? I think we all agree the window to try to compete for the West is open. The is window that, is, is that open, fair? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, if you're going to, if you're, if that window is open, I'm a big believer in you kick it all the way open, right? You got to find a way to, to make sure that you are a legit contender. Now, you weren't going to land Vucevic without blowing it up. You weren't going to land Aaron Gordon without blowing it up. But the thing that did happen is the Dem Denver's of the world, and, and you can argue it, but I still think Denver is a sleeping giant, and getting Aaron Gordon may be the jolt that they need to put them back to where they were last year, which puts them potentially at a level above the Suns, depending on how well they gel. And then I like what Portland did. In getting Norman Powell and they have McCollum back. I don't think that makes them better than the Suns, but it does make the back half of the West more difficult to get through now. And yeah, that, I definitely that's problematic. 
Yeah, I agree. Portland gets better, but really Portland gets better because CJ McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic are coming back. That's what makes them as good as people thought. But you know what people thought they were going to be? Maybe fourth or fifth in the West. Um, with with the swap out of Gary Trent Jr. for Norman Powell, I mean, that's a that's a I don't I think that's difference. like a yeah I think I don't think that's a one or two or three win difference. I think that's just a different way you win the same games you were going to win anyway and lose the same games you were going to lose. I don't see that. The, 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 the sports books right now, okay, before and after the trade, they had the Nets as the odds on favorites, the Lakers, Clips, and Jazz. And none of their odds changed today because mostly none of them made a move except for the Clippers getting Rajon Rondo. Okay. Outside of that, the Bucks improved from eight to one odds to seven to one odds. The Nuggets improved from 25 to one odds to 20 to uh, 20 to one odds. And the Celtics and the Suns stayed pat at 28 to one, now 30 to one. There was not very much movement. The Portland went from a 66, uh, 66 to one odd to 50 to one. Like there wasn't okay. very much improvement. But, but even Vegas agrees that the Nuggets got better. And and Vegas has them as a tier ahead of the Suns, uh, if you believe what those odds are saying. Yeah, now, they had I, they had them as a tier ahead of the, already uh, uh, ahead of the Suns before the trade. Yeah, so this didn't I, matter. I agree. I and and that is that is the honest truth, but I think this makes them even a step better and it did in Vegas's mind as well. And and that is that is problematic because if you want to make make a run here, and try to get out of the West, you're likely going to have to take on Denver at some point. It's likely going to play out that way, whether it's in the first round, if they don't improve drastically in in the next few weeks or next few months, or or in that second round, you're likely going to have to go through Denver. They got better. The Suns, the Suns, yeah, you can argue Tory Craig makes them marginally better, but I still yeah, think I mean, there is a move to be made here. And that brings us to the buyout market. That is going to be the only option for the Phoenix Suns is the buyout market, right? Because that's the only way to add a guy now that the trade deadline. Well, if you're, talking about, if you're talking about the, the three, well, there's two main pieces in the buyout market right now that are kind of at play. And the Suns are not in, rumored to be in either one of them. Maybe LaMarcus Aldridge, maybe. But you're really hoping that LaMarcus Aldridge is like, I want to play for Phoenix more than you know, anybody else. But right now the rumor is Drummond is looking at the Clippers and the Lakers leaning towards the Lakers. Cause he knows he's going to start there. Uh, yeah. And then with LaMarcus Aldridge, you're talking about the nets, Miami and Portland are the three and teams Phoenix that are in the running. Phoenix has been rumored to be in that mix too. Yes. And to and me, then... if Drummond is going to the Lakers, that puts additional pressure to bolster your front oh. line, because if, if, German, if, if he <clears> gets in any foul trouble, you're screwed. You're screwed because because you are not going to be able to play Dario Saric against Nikola Jokic, Anthony no, Davis, Andre Drummond. You're just not. Look, right? I get it. The, the Suns' entire uh, chances of, of getting through all of these juggernauts to get to the finals is hinging on DA. I completely agree with that. 100% agree with that. But I don't think LaMarcus Aldridge gets you through the Lakers either. I don't think if DA's in foul trouble, LaMarcus Aldridge wins you a game. It I don't. Could, it could be enough to win you a quarter, and no. that could be the difference. It what could be enough to, to stem the tide in, in a bad stretch. If he was that quarter. good, then he wouldn't be leaving San Antonio. 
well, he he saw the writing on the wall there, and they mutually. Agreed yeah, the writing him. was that he's not good enough anymore. No, he, I mean, I'm he, serious. He's go, you guys. Go you're talking about the you're talking about guys who are There's, not going to make a difference who in that, winning or losing. Who that got traded today would have made that difference. I would I mean, have loved Aaron Gordon here. Oh, yeah, but you I, would have had to give up one of your other pieces. Yeah, then Crowder. you create another I would, have, hole. I would have been willing to trade Crowder for Gordon salary wise. You were never going to get Crowder for Gordon straight up. What did Gordon get traded for? Gary Harris. I mean, I, well, and other assets too, didn't he? Yeah, there was pretty much Gary it. Harris. But, but okay, look, I, I get it, guys. I'm just saying this is not the right time. Okay. I'm going back to when we had Bobby Marks on a week or two ago talking about should the Suns make a trade. And basically Bobby said, you know what? It's more likely you hurt a team than help a team by making a big trade at the trade deadline midway through the season, especially when the team is playing well. If you add a piece like a, like a supplemental piece, like Fournier might have been, a, but, but he makes too much money. See, the thing is the Suns didn't have the right salary structure to be trading it because all their guys are playing well. And so they don't have like a poor playing high salary guy and they don't have, and they, and so they didn't have really the salaries to be going and getting a Fournier or a Bogdanovich or somebody who would have been a nice add to the core that's playing well right now. The problem is all the guys who make money are the ones playing well right now. I, I do. I do enjoy that. You glaze over the part where Bobby Mark said the buyout market is probably where the Phoenix Suns may be. No, we're, we're, we're going to get to the buyout and market, but this is a 30 minute episode. And the first thing we're talking about, talking about trades. No, we, no we're not we, to the buyouts yet. We did. That's why we're talking to Marcus. Oh, you jumped too fast to the <laughs> hold, buyouts. Hold on. Let me, let me talk about this though. You, you bring up LaMarcus Aldridge. You're arguing he's washed. He has nothing left. And San Antonio is averaging four, 14 points, basically four and a half rebounds. An assist and a half was shooting thirty six percent from. But they're from also in range. playoff in playoff mode, and they still didn't want to. Look, here's the here's let me let me talk through my problem with we with these buyout bigs. Yeah, do yeah, adjust yourself, Dave. Here I'm we go. Adjusting, I'm adjusting. I'm sitting ready. up. Here we go. <laughs> I'm sitting up. Here's my problem with these buyout bigs. You got Lamarcus Aldridge. You got Andre Drummond. You got these guys. They are used to big roles where they get minutes. They will put in the points when they get those minutes. They will get the rebounds in Andre Drummond's uh, position when they when they get those minutes. But they are not the guy who wins you games, and that's why their teams are letting them go. Lamarcus used to be a guy like that, but he's not anymore. Andre Drummond never really was. And the thing is, you can't sign. You can't say, "Well, yeah, we'll have this guy play when when uh, Dario can't match up." when DA gets in foul trouble, but that's every fifth or 10th game. These guys are not going to want to play every fifth or 10th game. Guess what? You sign LaMarcus Aldridge. I guarantee you the dude's playing 20 minutes a night, getting you 14 points, six rebounds, and the Suns are losing more games than they currently are. No, that's my take. If he comes here, it's with an understanding of what the role is. And and the reason I think that it could happen. Monty has too much he, respect for these bets to do that to him. He Monty, would not sit LaMarcus Aldridge for every 10th game. No. He would play in whatever minutes Frank w- ha- had been getting uh, at yeah, any point. Game, he may dude. take he may may take some of Crowder's Crowder's minutes. There, there's he, he there's might room take here. he might take those fringe guys like Abdul Nader and and Tory Craig's minutes. You know, like no need to play those guys. Right now, I'd rather play Tory Craig. I I I, th- I think you have your head in the sand when it comes to uh, what what's going to happen here and in the lack of depth. There and what's concerning to me is Sarge hasn't played all that well recently. 
So if Dario Saric reverts back to the guy you saw for two thirds of last season, you're in major trouble now. Okay, but you're you're but you're forgetting the uh, the almost entire season in between where you played great. Uh, eight games in the bubble and the first half of this year. Of course, thir- where, two which, thirds of this year, which really has two thirds of this two year. thirds because he was out with COVID and an injury. So mm. it's been a very small sample. I'm going to hold you to this. Sarich. Okay. You can hold me to I'll it. I'm not saying he's going to completely fall off the cliff, but I'm saying it's a possibility. You're right. And if then you have Dario not- that's been playing the last four games, then the Suns are in trouble on backup bigs. What, what, okay, let, let's talk about the Nuggets for a second, okay? If we if we just talk about a possible second-round matchup with the Nuggets, right, and the Suns have to face Gordon and JaVel McGee and the Joker <laughs> – with just DA and Sarich, that ain't happening, dog. Yeah, that ain't happening. They're bounced. It's yeah, he's out. That's too much front court depth. You're gonna need a guy. You're gonna oh, need a body to throw rising. out there. We know he's, he's getting it. He's getting going. I sit forward. Saul's voice rises when he gets worked up. <laughs> There's no I'm just saying, man. I'm just People saying. Just go ahead. Well, Dave, does this tickle your fancy? People have brought up, is Aaron Baines going to be bought out? Oh, I know you yes. Enjoyed that's, my, Baines. that's my dream because we know he fits in this offense. And he, we know he doesn't have as big a big head. We, we know, know he, he doesn't have a in this head. offense. We know he fit in this offense. He has not well, played in this offense not have a with big CP3. Ego. His whole career has been playing 15 minutes a night, not most games. His whole career. He'd be perfect. Perfect. I just hope the Raptors would do it. That would be. Perfect. I love that you're sitting here trying to sell me on Aaron Baines being better than the Marcus Aldridge. Yes, in this role that the Suns are offering, in the slow down tempo of the playoffs, you think Aaron Baines is a better option than Marcus Aldridge? I do. Oh, I'm just, <laughs> let's just I, cut the fee. Let's just end the show right now. I, I think I think Dave has selective memory of. Like a 14-game stretch I'm of Aaron I'm more worried Baines. about the attitude around the locker room. They're fit. They're fit on the team. I'll give me any minutes. I'll take them. But I don't I don't think those other guys would be happy with a tiny role. You'd end up seeing outsized roles, and you wonder why the Suns aren't winning as many games. That's what would happen. Well, I, I think that's every, everybody today felt like we took a big L anyway because we didn't make a move where I just don't understand what – everybody keeps saying – well, this is our window to win it. Like we should be all in, and we should be all in. Whereas before, before the season even started, it was like we got to make the playoffs. Like we will make yeah. the playoffs, and everybody will be happy. Now, obviously, everything changes, but we have to still realize we've had some big wins over the Lakers. Both those wins were without two of their key pieces, except the first game with LeBron. But they didn't have AD in that first game. That's going to change when we played the Nets. They didn't have two of their big pieces with Kyrie and and KD. If we should even get to that point, like there's been pieces missing all over the board, including Portland, as you just mentioned, McCollum. You know, like he's back in the fold. Like I understand everybody's freaking out, but this team is the second team in the West. They might fall to three or four. Be happy with that. Like that's what John Bloom was saying today. Is like be happy and enjoy the ride right now. Because you haven't seen the fucking ride for like 10 years. But you can be both. 
I've enjoyed the heck out of this. But you season. don't have the assets to make a big move that everybody wanted today. Otherwise, you're just <clears throat> mortgaging the future again. I, I and get you're right that. back to where you were for the last decade. I get that. You you totally could not mortgage the future to make a move. And, and you know I'm sitting here saying shop the buyout market. I didn't think that they should have they should have made a big move, but you can both be enjoying the ride. And wanting to do something to keep yourself in the conversation. As long as you're it. not letting it ruin your enjoyment of the moment. That's the yes. problem. There's just too many people who are letting that ruin their enjoyment of the moment. And, yeah. and I have enjoyed the game. Obviously not on on Wednesday night in Orlando. I didn't particularly enjoy that. But they lost. You know what? If bottom the Suns end up in the playoffs against or a, a team like Orlando or Cleveland, they're in trouble. But the thing is, they also have the best record in the league against would, teams that are currently be, in playoff. They would that, be in the NBA that's, Finals if that's they played. The, well, that's Cleveland the joke. Or too, because they saying sub five hundred down games. to their competition. So if they if they end up playing a team they think they should beat in the playoffs, that's more of a problem than the t- than having to fight. You got for the, the whole, win because you, you got the whole chat going crazy about Baines. Dave, damn it. <laughs> oh my gosh. The entire chat. Oh my God. I would love Baines back and blah, blah, blah. I'm Thank like, you. Oh they all love us. Some Aaron that's, Baines. I, that's part of the problem here. I don't care if I love a guy. I would take Robert Ori on this roster if he would make them a championship contender. You could put John Paxson on this roster if it if it kept the window open and opened it further. I do not care if I like a guy when <laughs> when he's not on this team or when he was okay, on the team. Let me tell you, I want me, to win. Okay, let Ooh. me come back with this. Let me come back with Ooh. this. There are guys who are not helpful for a locker room. I just I was talking to a Boston Celtics fan today. Was anybody confused why the Celtics dumped Daniel Tice today for money. nothing? No, it wasn't money. It's because he was having a fight with Marcus Smart in the locker room lately, and that was contributing to the Celtics playing like crap lately, and they're under 500, and they needed to switch up their chemistry because they got players. They didn't care if they liked them or not, and they had players in their locker room that weren't getting along, and they started playing poorly. And tell me you haven't watched guys not getting along in the Suns' locker room for years. I didn't How about we just enjoy the guys getting along with each other and play and look when you get That's to the playoffs, part of the problem, the, Dave. The, look at the Miami Heat. Look at the Miami Heat. They got to the finals last year because they all knew every person's role and they played for each other and they got to the finals because they were able to beat other teams that weren't as locked in. This Suns team is locked in. Don't screw it up by unlocking they, it. They're so locked in, they lose to Minnesota and Orlando. They're so locked they in, they, they've got the best record against the playoff contenders. And the, and the Nets the lo- and the and the Nets lost to Orlando too, and I it was the only it. win that the Orlando Magic had prior to last night in the yeah, last yeah, 11 they games. Lost, they lost it 11 happens. 13. It they happens. I get that. But yeah. I wasn't saying I want guys that'll destroy the locker room chemistry. I'm just saying I don't give a crap if everybody liked Aaron Baines. If he's not going to come in and actually help, I don't. That's not the kind of move that matters to me. What if matters you to me? Assume a bad Aaron Baines. Absolutely, I assume a better Aaron Baines. That's all. <laughs> that's fine. But I think the mentality of well, these guys like each other. Hopefully, that'll be enough. Doesn't do it for me. All right, I just. I I very much want to both enjoy the ride and see the ride last until the NBA Finals. That's my you know, that's my somebody, goal. Somebody commented that LMA could be the guy you would give the ball to in the final seconds of a of a, a game you need to win. 
If the Suns are giving the ball to LMA in the final seconds of game yeah, you need no, to win over Chris no. Paul and Devin Booker, yeah, I would say they probably toast. passed it to but, the wrong dude. <laughs> but it may not. You may not have a guy uh, chuck it out of bounds because of uh, of nerves in the final. Okay, seconds like and let's hold it against Devin Orlando. Booker that he didn't even hit the backboard on his reverse layup. Yeah, there. I, I do. He should have made the shot. Let's not let, let's <laughs> let's hold it to to um uh against Chris Paul for making that pass that put Devin Booker in a place he didn't even know where he was on the court. I do hold it against it. him. The, and I hold it against Monty for a bad final call out of the out of the out right, of bounds. So LMA is going to solve all that for I you. I didn't say that. Apparently, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you guys I are just, all. I just don't like the mentality of that he makes it at forty percent clip. Let's go for that one. Look, I just, I just don't like the mentality that we should be happy. I think he's proven better than Baines, who, who's like he's showed proven up in the playoffs, at being like good at making forty percent of his turnaround mid rangers. We know how Phoenix Suns fans love mid range shots from big man. Hey, they, they love them from two guys that are one, two of the most efficient at it. So, you know, if if LA, LMA comes in and hits some, they'll love him too. All right. His name's not his name's not DeAndre Ayton, so they shouldn't have a problem with that. I just look, I just don't like the mentality that just be happy with where you're at, right? Because nobody gets to the next step by just simply being going, Well, this is good. You know, I enjoy I'm enjoying the games. I'm glad to see winning basketball, but I'm also greedy. I want to see a championship, you know. That's, well, that's so just where I'm at. Everybody wants to see a championship. This idea that nobody wants a championship here in Phoenix is it's ridiculous. Everybody yeah. wants to see a championship. But you, you also have to be based in reality. This ain't freaking uh, you know rainbows and unicorns. You have to deal with what you have. And unless you want to mortgage Mikhail Bridges, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Aiden in a three-way trade for fucking Aaron Gordon, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> Look, and I didn't. I didn't say Dude, that. I said. I said, give me the buyout market. Let's have, let's grab all this. You're going. You're. You're. This whole argument. You're saying, just sign a, a guy off the street that nobody else wanted. It's not that nobody else wants him. Andre Drummond's going to go start for the Lakers. LMA might go start for the Look, Heat. Man, Tyson Chandler went to start for the Lakers. Was that yeah, a good not, move by the Lakers? Not, no. not this Lakers team. Uh, uh, yeah, you know who Isaiah Kanan started for the Suns. What the hell's your point? Like, you're just pulling random crap out at this point. Let's let's oh. jump to the mailbag. We're gonna we're gonna reach into the flaming baller mail sack. Brought to you by our friends at Manscape. You know what? If you want to, uh, you know, if you're looking to be smoother than Dave and I uh, have been this this episode, uh, our friends at Man. Manscaped can help you with that. Uh, the code FlamingBallers, uh, oh, use that at manscaped.com. Save 20%. If you don't want to look like a reverse Cam Johnson down there, all right? Uh, you can uh, you can get Manscaped, use one of these trimmers. It is the best uh, thing that you can get. It's the best thing on the market. I, I won't lie to you. You got to head over to Manscaped. We've had, uh, we've had five people reach out to us already, and these are just people that reached out to us saying, I'm loving the ads. I loved it so much. I decided to buy in, and they also want to get in my uh, prize closet, which is not a euphemism in this ad. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're willing, uh, if, you're, if you go to manscaped.com, use the code <laughs> FLAMINGBALLERS, purchase something there. We, you will not only get 20% off. closet you, again during a Manscaped commercial, okay? 
You will not only get 20% off. You will not only get free shipping. Is that what they're calling now? If you send me proof of purchase, and no, I don't want a picture of downstairs. I want a picture of the receipt. Thank you. Uh, You will will be entered to win something out of the prize closet. I've got lots of You don't want proof of results? You want just the receipt? Just the receipt. I do not need to see the results. That is correct. So Manscaped, use Flaming Ballers code 20% off free shipping from our friends at manscaped.com. So we head into the mailbag and Lawrence Barr asks, looking at the West over a seven game series, are we a legitimate shot at making finals? Lakers at full strength, Denver and Clippers on a good run pose a problem, but are we, are our pieces good enough to beat any of those teams in a series? That's again from Lawrence. He emailed us at mailbag at solarpanelpod.com. You can do that too. So let's start with you on this one. You know, I think that it completely depends on what the matchups are. So let's just go off of this. All right. If the, the playoffs were to start today, seven through 10 would have to battle out. So that's the Mavericks, Spurs, Grizzlies, and Warriors for that, for that other spot, right? Or for the other two spots. So you're looking at the Jazz probably playing. Let's just say, let's just say the top eight. The Jazz would be playing the Spurs. We would be playing the Mavericks. Clippers would be playing the Trailblazers, and the Lakers would be facing the Nuggets. Well, I would love that scenario because the Lakers and the Nuggets, one of them would have to go, and that's a perfect scenario. Plus, you would have to avoid the Lakers um, until the Western Conference Finals, which is an ideal scenario if you want the Suns to make it to the finals. So essentially, you're talking about the Suns having to get through the Clippers or the Trailblazers and Mavericks. I would love that. That would be perfect. Uh, That would be best-case scenario. If you're looking at having to face the Nuggets, the Lakers, before you get to the Western Conference Finals, that's going to be tough. And I don't like my matchup with the Lakers. I like it more against uh, the Nuggets, but ooh, not by very much. Yeah. Um, so you kind of hit that uh, pretty well. I, I think the toughest matchups for obviously the toughest matchup. I was going to say that's what she said, but okay, go ahead. No! <laughs> oh, did she get your prize closet? Sorry. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so um, you, you covered that pretty well. Uh, I think that the, obviously the toughest matchups for the Suns are going to be the Nuggets, Clippers, and Lakers. We all know this. I think the Suns can beat any other team as long as they're playing well and they're locked in. They can beat any other team. Can they lose to the – obviously, they can lose to the Nuggets, Clippers, and Lakers. Yes. Can they beat the Nuggets, Clippers, and Lakers? Yes, a lot would have to go right. A ton would have to go right. I'm not. I'm not sold on the Clippers at all. I know that the Clippers yeah, put up. I'm, I'm giving up Kawhi a lot of credit. Yeah, yeah, but but you know they're just. I feel like Kawhi's just not the same Kawhi that we saw in Toronto as of late. And last year in the bubble, I felt like he just kind of disappeared multiple times down the stretch when they needed him the most. And then we all know about pandemic P not showing up at the playoffs. Rajon Rondo, though, I, I will say this. I know it doesn't seem like it's a no, big move. He, I'm telling move. you what, he firms up that roster because of his experience. He knows how to play with dudes. He knows how to get the best out of guys. And he'll give you one or two playoff games every series that you'll be like, oh, man, I didn't expect that at all from Rondo. Yeah, okay, but the Clippers already have one of the best offenses in the league. It's the defense that, and and just their their it's, focus. It's a, at the it's end a of mind. The game we all know it's a mind game in the playoffs. Right. 
And, right. and Rajon Rondo Back to my you. comment of having your team locked in together, and this Suns roster is locked in. But anyway. But um, they've never been to the playoffs. That's the problem. That's the problem. That is the problem. Look Except at Mikhail Bridges last Jake night Connor. when That's the game was on the line, right. and Eddie Johnson even said, like, my man did not want to shoot that ball. Game on the line, wide open three, okay. and he just completely chicken also, Danny Green with – the most playoff experience in the league almost also airballed a three and a critical point for the Lakers last year too. So, but anyway, um, I, what I'm going to say here is the Suns can beat all these teams. They are a contender. They're not likely to get through the finals. They would be a, they would definitely be an underdog in the, in the conference finals. For I sure. think, I think they are the lowest rung on the, on the championship caliber teams in the in in the West, I think they're, they're in there? that on they're in that tier. I, I think we're looking at Lakers, oh. Clippers. I think Jazz might be sharing that rung with the no, Suns. We're not even talking Jazz. <laughs> and 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 then Denver might be in the conversation on how they gel. But I think the Suns are in that. But it comes down to, and nobody's going to want to hear this, and everybody's going to hate the fact that this is the truth. But it's going to come down to DeAndre Ayton. No, it if is. You, Absolutely. If you get consistent DeAndre Ayton, mm-hmm. if you get consistent DeAndre Ayton on both ends of the floor, <clears> this <throat> is a championship contender. I think they can hang with anybody in the Western Conference if DA is that guy. If he's not, if he's inconsistent, yeah, all bets are off. There is, and that's that's why I I talk about hedging your bet in the buyout market. But in the end. You'll, you're going to live and die with DeAndre Ayton in this in, in these playoffs, and that's why the next few months are immensely important for us to see him in the right headspace and consistent. And and but he's so he's, inconsistent. Even the next, I I just think it's we don't know what we're going to get in DeAndre Ayton in the playoffs for sure, 100. percent We don't know. We know what I'm guessing is we're going to get 70 percent good games and 30 percent bad games. If it's any other. If it's any other combination, then that's a problem. Uh, but that was a problem for Amari early in his career too. He just was so dominant offensively um, that uh, he actually wasn't really uh, anyway. But I'll take that back. Amari was pretty damn good in the playoffs right right off the bat. Um, we don't know what we're going to get from Aiton. We need a great Aiton to win the finals, and and a uh, scared Aiton is going to lose in the second round. And and you need Mikhail Bridges to, uh, to that was the other to grow offensively to too. too. I mean and that was the other person I was going to say too. I think you need you need a consistent third on offense, um, and Mikhail has shown the ability to do that from time to time. But again, I'm <clears> telling <throat> you, the playoffs are just a different animal. We all we all know that in the, when you get guys that have never been there before, you know yeah. the, the the first two games that the Suns play in the playoffs might not be pretty. Just because they've never been there before, they don't understand how intense it gets, how physical it gets, and how much you know less the the, the rest really blow those whistles. And you know, it's it's an adjustment. Yeah. It's an adjustment. And CP3 can only do so much to get them ready for that. It's just a different feel once you get there. I I also mm-hmm. think they they need to prove it in in clutch games in clutch minutes in games that have had clutch minutes this year I believe the stat is the suns are 11 and 10 that's concerning to me especially when you have devin booker and chris paul as guys that are supposed to be closeout guys uh you you need to prove that because playoff games rarely are blowouts and and never is every game that's won in a series a blowout 
So you're going to have to win close and they need to figure that out uh, over the next few months as they go into the playoffs. That's it's the little things that are going to make the difference in whether this team is, mm-hmm. is a contender or <clears throat> a second round out. I think this is personally, I think it's a two year window. I think this is a learning year and everything is, is gravy this year and next year they'll they'll know what they didn't know this year i do and i i i shared it today on on bright side um that there's only two guys in the top six on minutes that have any playoff experience at all you guys just talked about chris paul and jay crowder that's it um this team is is an unknown going into the playoffs for sure they'll play their butts off but will they make make the right decisions in crunch time? We just don't know. They might have a bunch of two point losses. This is a discussion. Know. This is a discussion for another day for sure. But even the two year window, I'm sitting here based off of the experience of this trade, uh, this trade uh, deadline. I'm like, what moves could they make in the off season? You know what I mean? In like, the there's a, we'll, you know, there's a lot to to explore. The playoffs there. But we'll get, that. We'll, yep. we'll get there. Yeah, when we like, get there. Well, yeah. Look, I mean. There's a lot of there's a lot of question marks, but when it comes down to it, Suns have a top ten offense, have a top ten defense. They play well in the half court. These are all things that are immensely important for playoff success, and they've surprised everybody all year, right? So why yeah. why could it not happen in the playoffs as well? We've got a lot left to learn. There's still a buy up market that we'll see if they do anything in. But you know what? There's uh, there's plenty of exciting things coming up, uh, both here on the program over the next few months and with this team. So I, I think we all can agree, happy where we are, excited to see where we're going. So that is the show uh, for Dave King. You can find him on Twitter at Dave King NBA. The NBA is there because he knows everything that's going to happen after it happens. And you've got, <laughs> you can find Saul Bookman on Twitter at Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there because he needs space to roll his eyes when Dave and I are just going at it with each other. You can find that, me at that, Espo. That, that, that uh, Robert Ori mark, remark almost got you taken off the show. I'll just let you know that right now. <laughs> All right, then. I, did you see Robert Ori today on the jump? He's a uh, meeting just like I am. So his, uh, his post, uh, <laughs> his post, uh, career diet very much like mine. But uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Sun Solar Panel and on Instagram. So for Dave, for Saul, I'm Greg Esposito. We'll talk to you on Saturday here on the Solar Panel. Ahoy, hoy. Puts it up, does it count? It's a-